You're listening to the Huck and Ride Podcast, the show that celebrates the two-wheeled lifestyle from pros to beginners and everything in between. Proudly brought to you by Kenda, the tire that's designed for your journey, the Huck and Ride Podcast is homegrown on two wheels. And now, here's your hosts, Jason Simpson and Lala Naharis. Okay, welcome to 2022, everyone. Happy New Year! Here we are. Um, I'll just give it away. Uh, This is uh, episode 14, and we are sitting at Southridge USA Bike Shop in Riverside with Donnie Jackson and his grandson, Tanner. Hello, hello. (laughs) Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. And, uh, you know, Southridge has come up a bunch on our podcast, previous podcast, because just about anyone and everyone who is a racer has raced at Southridge in one form or another, whether it's cross country, enduro, downhill. Um, Hey, four cross back then too. Remember that? Four cross back in the day. He had some free ride stuff back. We did have some free ride. Yeah. The uh, starting of that whole rampage thing kind of led over to a small accident waiting to happen. So (laughs) that was short lived. That's always good for insurance. Yeah. Yeah. That was short lived, let's just say, but fun to watch. Yeah. I remember uh, when I first started racing downhill out at Fontana, it was uh, maybe 2002. And that's probably about the time that you were doing some free ride stuff out there. And uh, talk about hucking. That was uh, some serious hucking going on. Yeah. That was scary at times. That was not something I enjoyed putting on I, I love watching it don't get me wrong those athletes are you know state-of-the-art with their ability and I just I'll watch I don't need to put it on I don't need to participate yeah I just closed my eyes so we're good <laughs> <laughs> we've already discussed that in yeah one. yeah yeah and we've talked about you Donnie on a lot of our podcasts just because you're in our back you're in our backyard all right well believe know? nothing here and half of what you see I guess huh <laughs> <laughs> well Donnie, how many years has it been that you've been putting on races? We are heading into 31 years. 31 years. Started in 1991 to promote the shop over there to say, hey, come ride my backyard. And Power Bar approached me, and we had the Power Bar Be Ready Winter Series back in 92 or 93, and the rest is history. Well, I like that. Power Bar Be Ready. Yeah. That That was their slogan for that season. That's cool. I, I, one thing I like, I mean, and for all of us who's been out there and, uh, is the whole family atmosphere that you have out there. Like everyone helps everyone. And speaking of family, there was this little like two foot wonder that used to run around there. And, uh, he always threatens he's going to be on the team with Jay and I, and me and Donnie knows it's going to happen one day, you know, but Mr. Tanner, like, oh my God. And this hair thing we got to talk about. Okay. You can't even call it COVID hair anymore. It's just a lot of hair, and it has curls. I love it. But what's it like for you? Like, not that you didn't have a choice. You actually love riding your bike and your moto and to have a grandpa who's, like, into it with you. Oh, it's awesome. Just that? Just yeah, awesome? It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't ask for anything better. Yeah. And what's the, what's the best part about it? Oh, I get to ride my bike. That's so, the best. Yeah. So I hear you're helping at the shop now, too. So you're wrenching? Uh, a little bit. Okay. Are you learning your ways? I know most of my ways. Okay. Little, <laughs> I might have things. to. I, yeah, at some point no, you're going to have to. He is learning. He's definitely paying attention to all aspects of business in the shop and as well as the promotion side. So if he decides that's the direction he wants to go, I'll help him the best I can. But uh, 
you know, it's not for everybody. You what, know? what do you think about having your grandson? I, you know what? I think it's great. I mean, you know, you think of it, you know, here you're a grandpa, but when you look back when you were a kid and you go like, where was my dad? Where was my grandpa at this age? And what were they doing? And it, it bewilders me because I look back and I'm like, neither one of those two individuals even did anything that I had done. And you have to realize that our family just didn't grow up riding motorcycles and bicycles and stuff. I was probably the outcast in the group when you signify of what you're doing as a discipline. And you know, you just, you save money and you buy your stuff. And that's what I did. And it just keeps going. So there's no second childhood here. We're still on the first. Well, <laughs> and you say like you, you go and buy it, but I know you also have Mrs. Amber and Mrs. Brittany, who's, and let's yeah, not mention, let's not mention it's the person whole, who runs this whole, whole thing. Okay. Yeah. Let's be real. Donnie can act like it's his. You guys all know this, but. Debbie Jackson is in charge, okay? You guys may, we may, we let Donnie, shh. We let Donnie think he's in charge. <laughs> but Debbie is that. amazing, and you have two daughters who totally. Yes, and it, it is a family affair. And if yes. anybody's ever seen the SRC logo, it says you're racing family, period. And that was our direction from the start, is come right our backyard, come enjoy the time. It's it's awesome. I, I think that's one of the biggest things. I mean, because we've been to a lot of races, but that family camaraderie that you have out there, everyone's inviting. You know, you got your sister-in-law. You have, you know, oh. Eric Carter's mom, who who Mrs. Carter's out there, who is grandma to everybody. So, yep. and it's and that's and that you Tanner, you call her grandma. I've seen this. So oh, yeah. that's what it is, right? And now you got. You got your little one running around out there. Yeah, I don't know if Reagan's going to jump in or not, but she's out there having a good time. Hey, she likes dirt. At least oh, they're, they're mud, all about getting dirt. Mud puddles and rocks, yep. Exactly. <laughs> and so you have a, and congratulations, you got a new one coming. Yes, we do. Uh -oh. We don't know what the uh, the uh, gender is at this point, but we definitely hope it's healthy and happy and ready to ride with us. There you go. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. So Tanner... Um, so, like Lala mentioned, we've watched you grow up out at the races, and you've, in more recent years, you've kind of shown more and more interest in racing the bike. So, yeah. which which I like because I know that you were probably never pushed into it. You got to do oh. what you wanted. You got to make that choice. And so, um, but I've had the pleasure of riding with you a little bit, doing a little bit of coaching and stuff. What's your favorite discipline? I know you race enduro and downhill mainly. Oh, downhill for sure. Downhill. Yeah. yeah. You There's like it better no than the enduro? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Way more than the enduro. Okay. All right. Where do you want to go with it? What do you mean? What? What's, where do you, are you just riding, or do you want to hit World Cup level? Or oh, I would just, love to hit World Cup level. Are you training for that? I'm starting to. Okay. Okay. Cool. More and more. Nice. Nice. Very cool. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, Grandpa, get, get your credit card ready. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the like... You know, like Jason just said, he was never pushed. None of my kids were pushed. Um, we had bikes. We had a shop. If they love bikes, then get on it and go. If you want a book, I'll buy you a book. And um, at the same time, like I said, I've never pushed anybody or any kids, you know, over the years. You know, if it's what they want to do, then I'll try to help them the best I can all the way through. And, of course, his aunt, which you referred to as Brittany, she is a four-cross national champ. So, mm -hmm. You know, she, we trained her and we've had quite a few, you know, racers come through the stables uh, under the ODI Southridge label for years. And we've won pro titles and 
expert titles. We just talked about that with Maxine, is how many, like she goes, it's weird because she came over and, you know, she came over from, from her home her home country, comes here, and here this, what she thought was going to go to a big old mountain is Southridge, and here how many talents and pro World Cup riders have started right here in at Southridge, yeah. like right, yeah. Jay. Like yeah, that was really a that was a big a, talk a we breeding, had on there. Breeding yeah. ground for you know. Yeah, you know, I've always been amazed at that. I mean, it was never set out to be some full-on national event. It was to get ready. That power bar, be ready. There, you know, the Polaris uh, watch and heart rate monitors. Uh, Terry Martin, who's uh, no longer with us, was were instrumental in the uh, Power Bar Be Ready Winter Series, as well as he was on a lot of boards with uh, heart rate monitor companies. And our cross-country course, he said, was no different than riding a life cycle and following the, the regiment. So you couldn't help but get in shape. And I think that's what it was about, is all the athletes trying to get ready before the season started. Yeah. And so that's, that's kind of where it got its the winter series, you know, Be Ready. And, yeah. if, and if you're not, if you're out there listening and you're not in Southern California, sorry, because we have that weather that we can ride all year long. So the winter series, even though we put that word winter in the front of it, it's just that it's a little cold. We usually one or two of the races will be rainy, but for the most part, if we get lucky, right. <laughs> but if not, we are sunny. So you guys listening all over the world, I know I get to see the stats. So Sorry you're under snow, but we get yeah. a ride. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't remember what year it was exactly, but I'm guessing it was somewhere around 2008 that it rained. It seemed like every before every race weekend, it rained on Thursday and Friday, and then it was it just did. perfect did. on Saturday and Sunday. I like, it was just yeah, I ideal conditions. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's what's really neat. People don't realize when it rains out here in Fontana, um, is the time to go ride. You're not riding through mud. It's a it's a DG clay-based type material, and the water soaks up really good, so you got plenty of traction. Yeah. And, and I remember yeah. one race. We were, we were in the white and pink outfits. Yeah. Oh, my stars. There was this one down part, and there was a rut, which we, we know by the other podcast. I don't do ruts, and I don't do them well. And so I just literally... <laughs> let the bike go down by itself and I sat on my butt and slid because there was so much water and it was a waterfall. <laughs> my shorts were never white again. <laughs> and I remember that. Yeah. It's like, might as well slide down. Jay's like, what did you do? And I come to the pits. I'm like, they're like, you're muddier than any of us. I'm like, well, there's a water slide up there. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> they're like, no, you didn't. And I'm like, oh, I yeah, did. Yeah. I let. And at that point, you know, your bike with your forks, you're like, oh, please don't hit a rock. You're just hoping the water just yeah. took it in the right direction, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, we had a couple of those type events, right. too. Yeah. So, um, where was I going with this? Um, besides all the World Cup-level racers and stuff that had come out, because like like any business, the the business goes up and down. Correct. And, yes. and, and we've been in a down slump, for sure, over the last couple of years. Yes. Uh, actually, we've been in it three times in the 31 years that I've seen it and yeah. done it. So, um, And I don't think it's just the promotion side. I think it's business in, in general. I yeah. think that the economy reflects what the consumer can afford to go do. And uh, if they're passionate about it, we'll see them out there. If they're not, they, you know, they don't have the wedge, you know, the, the wages to cover stuff, then they back away for a little bit and come back and hit yeah. them. That's kind of what I was getting at is one of the, the things that 
that I've really admired about what you do and what you what you do with your family is this really is your passion. Your your heart is into this, and it's not it's not just about a buck at the end of the day. Even though we need we need to make that dollar to make things well, happen. that but. is true. And I think you know, for me, starting out even with the shop was a hobby. It was it wasn't intended to happen as a business and grow like it did into a business. Um, you know, it was hey, let's go racing. Um, my background, I I was racing motocross and speedway for decades back in the 70s and into the 80s and then kind of got bit by this mountain bike bug back in like 85 86 just training all i was doing is using the bike to cross train so i didn't have to load the motorcycle to go anywhere i could just ride out my door and ride my trails that everybody's riding now so um and it's funny because they're like oh yeah we built all this and it's like okay great you know and you're like no they've been here for 50 years so hate to say it but you know, at the end of the day, you know, it was just a cross training. And then, you know, you kind of meet that camaraderie, that family bonding. It was kind of a fun sport. So it started as buying parts in my garage and selling stuff so I could go race. I mean, it was no different than racing motorcycles. I worked for, you know, a couple different motocross companies. And so at the end of the day, my hobby became a business. Yeah. So it was nothing more than a hobby. Yeah, you want to be a professional athlete, but when you hear a certain age, that that dream kind of dissipates a little bit. But you're still competitive. I don't care how old you are. Right. You know, um, you can ask Tanner that. I mean, I don't let him win on any chance. That I, don't <laughs> give, I don't give him the opportunity. I'm, yeah. It frustrates my wife and, and even with my granddaughter. I just, you know, you can't, you just got to teach them focus focus relax and be competitive and it'll all come together and yeah. so and that's kind of where the business it was just happening and as it was happening we were just embracing it and going okay well we'll see how long it lasts and it's lasted for 31 years yeah. on the races and 33 for the shop so for me it was yeah you know very cool and nothing like having a supportive wife to be like okay well you know <laughs> behind the scenes yes she is very supportive in front of no she is. <laughs> no. I got your back, Debbie. I got you. <laughs> no, she is. She she definitely, you know, I'll come up with wild, crazy ideas and bounce them off, and everybody will kind of look at you and go, mm, I don't know, but let's give it a try. So, you know, and we just did. And yeah, you've yeah. had some you've you've had some wild and crazy ideas. Um, you did a, a race in Vegas. Yes, I did. That was 2008, and now it's about the time the economy was taking a uh-huh. big hit, and yeah. that was called the uh, Arena Mountain Cross, uh, sponsored by Subaru and Trek and handful of other sponsors like Troy Lee and Box and ODI. And, um, it was a, a discipline as 4Cross was happening in the industry. I was trying to figure out how to put people in the grandstands or in a seat where they could watch an event and drink a beer or have a hot dog and enjoy the time. And I really, really think that if could put it back together, it would be a fun discipline to go set and watch. I, I really think it shows the, the rider's abilities. It shows the cases, their product that they're using, as well as intermingling with the, with the spectators, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that was, that was a fun event. That was at South Point Casino. And we want to thank them for their support because, uh, Michael Gagnon, I believe, is the owner who opened the doors because they weren't going to let any bicycles back into that 
venue. And after we held the event, they allowed the BMX riders to come back and host their nationals. But awesome. leading up to that, I was fighting them, just saying, no, we're not a BMX group. We mm. are a mountain bike group, and it's totally different. So yeah. they opened their doors and took a chance, and we appreciated that. I wish we could have produced more events, but it's just very costly to rent that facility. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, some of the other events that I'm thinking of over the years, so I know you've done uh, – Mammoth Mountain, uh, Woodward, Woodward Tehachapi, Snow Valley. Um, Mountain High as well. Mountain High. Yep. Yeah. So I, I like that you branch out. You're not scared to, to jump. That's one of the things that Lala and I often talk about on the, the show is Steve Harvey did a, did a, um, a motivational speech that, that Lala listened to and then she shared it with me. And he talks about successful people jump and they land on their face probably 80 percent of the time that is true but you know it's when you get up and you, you jump again yep get up you and know jump. You, you and so that's kind of i guess what i'm getting to is you know you've you've taken some some leaps and you've done some things and here we are still 31 years later and some <laughs> some things have have worked and some things haven't correct but that it, is true but it really is um you know, a work of passion. And, that's, and if I, you can't tell, this is why we jumped and now we have a podcast. Yeah. Right? No, yeah. and that's awesome. That, and uh, I appreciate that. You know, we were also, you know, not just to, to toot the horn. We were the first to ever hold a ski bike race at Mountain High Ski Resort. So back in the 90s, in fact, uh, one of the video companies, I think it's called Real Sick, did a, did a segment on the event. And you took your wheels off your bike and you literally put the skis. Now they have the bikes and they make yeah. them. But this was back in 96. Wow. So we were the you first. Down? You down, Tanner? Oh, I've seen so many. <laughs> I want to do it. See, I have no, de- I'm good. I have no desire. Oh, you know what? It was a cool event. It was so fun. I think uh, Shums March and Pistol Pete were the final run. And I think Pistol Pete got Shum March. It was kind of like a slalom course, side by side race. On the ski, on their downhill bikes, yeah, but with skis, with skis and, on it. and so that was kind of neat. But you know, we've done a few things. Being the first to ever yeah. host, you know, we were the, of course, the Arena Mountain Cross. Yeah. You know, I hosted the uh, Police and Fire Games back in 2002, and we held the first Urban National. Nobody's ever held a national in a venue like ours. Yeah, that was back in 2006. So. Yeah. A um, couple different things over the years we've done, been the first to sample the waters to see if it would take hold and yeah. people would participate. That's cool, though. I think that's, like you said, you're willing to jump and try stuff because now if I can just get you to do beginners first, like everywhere else in the world, uh, and I don't have to wait I'm up at the top of the hill. Else. I know, but I don't like, it's cold and I don't want to wait up there for three hours. I appreciate that. I'll have to put, can I just go before everyone? I'll have to put some heaters up there in the bench and you I have threatened that I'm going to come try a couple, uh, come back this, this time. So, yeah. 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 So can I just go before everyone oh, and then I'll go gosh. down and announce. Will you? If, if you can do me first, I'll do the announcing. Is Saturday and Sunday? Saturday and Sunday. You're on. But I get to go first before everyone. You do. Done deal. <laughs> I think we can make that happen. <laughs> right? That way it's done, right? Yeah. Oh, no, perfect. I'll, I'll make that happen. You I know why? Make. Because being a beginner, 
And then you go write all the stuff that these pros did, and then the other ones who do the break check, and then here we write. The beginners write the most toughest broken course, like you're going to get me ready for a World Cup. I have no <laughs> race mentality in me because I'll wave. You know this. When you used to send Jay down well, 30 seconds, and I knew he wasn't coming <laughs> for three minutes, but, you know, you're a jokester at the top. I'm not a jokester. <laughs> oh, I either motivate you or I make you think. Oh, you definitely, you definitely me, get that. Or he makes him nervous. No, I'm no Tanner. You don't even understand. I'll be going into my first two turns, yelling at him while I'm racing. You're not sending. Shut up, Donnie. I'm yelling, <laughs> and he's like laughing. And then here goes Jay. You know. So speaking of that, what did you think of the time when? Um, yeah, I was going to bring up. This is my. I don't know if Tanner knows this story or not. <laughs> Tanner, this is when they used to do the Clydesdale it's my, it's more my, and more. My favorite story from racing at Southridge is when because I would I would race vet pro which is the C class, so it goes at the beginning of yeah. the day. Then I would go and do Clydesdale because it was, was the very learning. last class, and I could go behind Lala, and she was just starting out, so I would go behind her and yell her and guide her down co- the hill. Quote, unquote, coach her. <laughs> but, um, you know, mostly give her a hard time. But uh, she got better and better to where I almost wasn't catching her anymore. Yeah, there's a couple you know, races you didn't catch me. And I'm so, good. So that was awesome. So as that time came on, I'm like, well, shoot, I'm going to keep racing Clydesdale. It's fun but I'm going to keep it fun. So I'm in the start gate and I take off my... It was you and Blaine Simpson, wasn't it? Who was it? uh, I don't know. But I pulled off my full face or tilted it up and I start shoving a blueberry muffin in my mouth (laughs) as I'm in the start gate. And your grandpa's looking over at me like, what what are are you you doing? What are you doing? (laughs) I totally regretted it when I got to the wall because I was... Oh my gosh. It was the the worst decision ever. Because it was dry and so he starts... but I was like looking at him going, well, I'm a Clydesdale, so I'm eating a muffin in the start gate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doing what I was supposed to do. And then you just brought up something. The infamous wall. Oh you either God. love it or you hate it or both. Yeah. So watching watching athletes progress. And, and that was kind of my whole thing is when we had the wall back in versus different property owners and stuff over the years. Um, you could see the athletes – that were serious because come the nationals, they were usually on the box. So that was my biggest grat being gratified at watching an athlete produce. And you, you get athletes over the years to say, yeah, no, I've been training. And you look at them and usually you can tell if they've been really seriously training or they haven't been or what they're, you know, and that was what was neat about the winter series was, some of them would come in ready to go, and some would not be. But by the end of the series, they were all ready to chase down the points, the, yeah. the podium step, and watching all the athletes. And then you have a handful of elite athletes that cut their teeth at Fontana and go yeah. on to be world champs and you know right. well-known names in the industry. And, yeah. and oh, so yeah. that was that was kind of neat. But the wall was just to get people ready. And I'll tell you what, whenever you see them talking, they're like, well, it's not like sprinting the wall. You know, it's not like sprinting the wall. And that 100-yard dash got everybody ready. If you, you say pedal. sprint. Were we supposed to be sprinting all those times? <laughs> yeah, you weren't, you weren't supposed to sit down and pedal. No, the worst thing I ever remember, well, I don't, like I said, I don't have the race mentality, but Joe Simpson was running next to me. In his what the, what were the I don't know his, his sandals man- mandals mandals his sandals, holding a coffee because it was cold, 
running next to me. There was no lid on that coffee, by the way. And he never spilled a drop. <laughs> He's yelling pedal. I'm pedaling, but I felt like I was moving fast. But of course, <laughs> apparently I wasn't because yeah. <laughs> it was a jog for him. So it's like, what struggle? I don't, I'm good. I was yeah. going, in my head, I was flying, yeah. you know. <laughs> this guy's running alongside Oh, you. yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Fontana. That's always the uh, the big decider, right? When the when the wall's there, it's who's who's ready and who's not. That's for sure. And it's been out for a while. Is that is that wall coming back? Um, it quite could be. Wow. We're, we're working on it. We're working on it. We're. Yeah. Uh, I know you've had some access issues with with land. Yeah. And stuff you there. know what? Over the years, yeah, we didn't realize that you know some of the property went into foreclosure for tax liens, and so different owners have been gracious enough to allow us to cross their property. We just didn't want to race down their property. Um, yeah. But uh, hopefully, down the road, we can we can implement that back in and throw it in once or twice during a series or something just to be able to get people a chance to see what it was all about and yeah. the ones that haven't ridden it to the ones that have and then be thankful wish. if you haven't <laughs> <laughs> or not because if it comes back you need to know yeah. about it right oh, yeah. what um are we shuttling so i know races start in a week right yeah and this uh eighth and ninth yeah eighth and ninth started. is the first uh winter series out there i know you go set up courses on friday Thursday and Friday, okay. we're out there marking and putting down uh, tape and chalk. And I'll stuff be out there at twelve oh one on Friday to practice my course. All right, just kidding. <laughs> That's a little too early. Oh, okay. Oh, you guys don't get up early. What's up? <laughs> no, it's just not done by twelve. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's a little so, bit longer. Now. All right, we'll go like three o'clock. How's that? That'll help. Um, and um, is what's the disciplines going on this weekend? Uh, Saturday will be your cross country as well as your enduro. And then there'll be practice going on for the downhill. And then Sunday will be the downhill event. So, but uh, we're working on the access and the shuttling at this stage. Um, actually, meeting with the city on a couple things. So hopefully we can get that carved out before the weekend, which would be nice. But we you know running into rain season so we didn't realize right. we were going to get this much rain this quick so we're doing a lot of trail maintenance and repairs to get and all those people that are out there this weekend for new year's and new year's day after grading and fixing trails we greatly appreciate the help yeah yeah you've always you've always had a strong volunteer base and just a, a base of people around that have supported what you do and so that I know that that plays a, a key role in, in always, making things always. happen, too. I mean, anybody that builds trails or cuts trails knows the efforts that go in and the energy that's expended to, to yeah. do it, definitely. So yeah. now that you're having all those, do you know the, the skinny guy right here? All of a sudden, he's a cross-country rider. Is he across it? Well, you know he's this racing. other skinny guy beside oh. me is racing cross-country as oh, well. Nice. He just admitted he doesn't like I, pedaling. What? I uh, might. He knows he has to get in shape. He so. says I might. He went from <laughs> I am to I might. <laughs> Dude, you got to be in, Tanner. You got to go Are all in. Are you doing it? I'm oh, doing yeah. it. This weekend? I'm doing it every weekend. I'm doing all three. He's doing all three. He's doing enduro, downhill, and cross-country. Wow. Trivecta disciplines. He, we used to do all four of them, and it was like being heavy, oh, and then you get gosh. to the parking lot, you're like... You get to the pitch. You didn't. You were well, done. You're looking for energy somewhere in the reserve. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I remember when that. Uh, yeah, I would do. Well, it was super D back then, so it was just one run usually. Sometimes yeah. two, but um, cross country, super D, four cross, and when the the 
gate dropped in four cross, Your my arm. legs were just yeah. coached. Like, was just you know, that, that was funny because we used to in the back in the beginning when the pros on the downhill side would race cross country and then they couldn't hold a solid run in the downhill they would they'd claim complain oh your timing's off and you're like no this, this, this is it no i i do better than that well then yeah. they won't race cross country the next event yeah. and they do better in the downhill but they don't realize the energy and the time that the legs are just like wait a minute oh, yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is harder than i thought so. i still think it's just more of a competition between Je- the, the simpson brothers you know yeah that's always, always been always you know between, it's good to have a camaraderie and then you get laura remackey who's who's been with them and so you get those three in the same thing you're like forget it. you guys are just compete against they don't even care what you're yeah, posting right it's <laughs> just made sure who they have their wins. own they have their own awards yeah. and they have their yeah. own yeah. ceremony <laughs> off to the side in the back after, of the truck after the main one's done we're at the trailer doing our own it's well, all good that's that that's that bench racing camaraderie oh, yeah. you know bragging right? rights well that's know? what us with having the team over the years i mean look at I mean, look at what you've seen us go through so well so. one of my fun things that i love at any uh, Fontana race for the weekend is when I'm able to go up and just I'll go up there and just kind of sit next to Donnie as he's you know counting the riders down and yeah you're actually we, the only one that does that and we we sit there and talk in between and stuff but he he'll he has the ability because he's done it for so long but you know we talk about our our coaching on the team with the the kids and our riders and stuff but he does the same thing I mean he can sit there and tell you what riders progressing where they're at where they're, you know, and he's done it with me. I mean, he's told me, he's like, you know, in Enduro, I'll come up after one run and be like, he'll be like, you're off today. Like, you're you're missing this. You're not doing this. You're not doing, or that it's, was It's that always was been constructive. Like, it's you, always been a constructive conversation. But I, I love it. I absolutely love that because I love learning and I love building and, you know, not just for myself, that. but just for, for anyone. And, and I've always tried to look at riders and not saying push their buttons, but you can see what direction you need to go with them. Of course, you, you're always funny thinking Lala's like, oh, you're just making a joke out of me sending Jason right behind me and stuff. But a lot of times that'll motivate a rider. Sometimes it'll change a rider's thought process. And, oh, yeah. And over the years, you know, we've had little kids that are getting the starting gate, and some of them are crying. And you're, you're like, oh, you're going to have the best run. You're going to have so much fun. And you see them kind of dry up the tears, and they kind of get motivated. Like, just relax. Go have a good ride. And that's always been my motto is just go have fun because the speed will come. I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. If you're having fun, that's your best rides, period. I don't care who you are from the elite to the elite. When you're having a good time and things are flowing, everything else works perfect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what, like we have. I bring up Austin on a couple of our podcasts. We have our nine-year-old who he just loves riding his bike. And then whenever he gets one-on-one with Jay, coach, he like just soaks that in and goes home and tells his dad. Da-da-da-da-da, you know, like, and so it's cool because and that's one thing Jay always on the team. We've always pushed. You got to have fun or it's if it's not fun anymore, Bingo. one, you start getting hurt. Two, you're, you're not, your totally. results aren't there. Yep. So you have to figure out what makes it fun again. And so yeah. we're always about that for sure. And, yeah. and you definitely. I, I mean, mean I, you can be competitive. When people say, oh, you, to have fun, you got to be competitive. Um, you can be competitive. I, you can be fun. competitive. I, you know, I'm 
pushing a, out of my effing years, and I'm still competitive. So. It's okay. See, I'm not competitive. I'm totally fine. You are just competitive. You just don't realize you are. <laughs> because the not last time you cut that person off getting on the freeway, <laughs> that means you're competitive. Okay, I'm so, not no, on my no, bike. No. Let me I'm back just, up okay. on my bike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no problem not winning on my yeah. bike. I'm okay. just out there to well, have fun. That, and that's fine. My parade people, wave, as we'll talk about. When people in it. this world say they're not competitive, human nature is competitive. And oh, there's no stuff, other yeah. way to get around it. I don't care if you're cutting the person off, getting on the freeway, or speeding up to not let them on. You're still competitive, period. Oh, well, and on that competitiveness, we're going to go to a commercial break. Yep. Go we ahead. will be back right after this. How much thought have you put into your mountain bike suspension? Most riders set the air pressures, and that's the last time they ever think about it. But why not make the most of the technology inside your bike's fork and shop? The crew at Trail Tune Suspension can help you dial in your ride with factory-level service and tuning, complete with data acquisition equipment to really analyze your needs, based on your skill, speed, height, weight, and riding locale. Fast turnaround times, competitive pricing, and free return shipping inside of Southern California make the Trail Tune Suspension crew the obvious choice to get your ride dialed in. Support local homegrown businesses. Check them out at trailtunesuspension.com. And we are back. Thank you, Trail Tune Suspension, for that. And so, Donnie, we were talking about competition. How long has it been since you've raced a mountain bike? Uh, I think maybe three seasons, maybe four. Okay. I, uh, yeah, I think it was just... Yeah, it's about probably been about four years, four seasons now. Okay. I think. I mean, he races me every time we ride. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. No, but between <laughs> the tape and being yeah, time. between the tape, it's probably well, yeah, it's like four or five years. Maybe it? it's time you do one at the end. Oh, and yeah, Jay will, I thought about that. Jay will count you down. I definitely down. need to get. Uh, oh, get a, oh, what. I need to put saddle time. I well, need seat time too. There we go. I, okay, I need to get so, in shape as so well. So let's make a deal on this. One race this se season, Jay will count you down at the end, and you get to go race your category. Uh, I think that could happen. Maybe Ooh. in the enduro side, we'll take, there that, you take go. a look at that. That'll nice. be good. Then that way, when he yells at you, Tanner, for your timing, you can be like, I So that'll be in book. March. That'll, <laughs> give me, that'll give me at least three months of. Uh, all right. Getting in shape. So like the last it. race we, of the season, I'll do it. We got to put race. a wager on this down the road in the, <laughs> in, in, in the T3. Uh, and she says she's not competitive. So not, yeah. Oh, no. I'm <laughs> yeah. just, I'm, yeah. I, I like making money. She likes stirring right. the pot. I'm going to collect, <laughs> high five, Tanner. We're going to collect money. She's yeah. a pot stirrer. So we're going to, yeah. we're going to collect money at the T3 pit and we'll hold it off till then. Everyone puts in a buck of. Of what we can get Donnie's time to. We'll split it with you. We'll give you some money, Donnie. Oh, great. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> my, after our entries are covered, then we'll give you, we'll split money with you. You should do yeah. one of those, like, football squares. You know where you're yeah. going. You're just like, what's Donnie's yeah, time yeah. to <laughs> that That'll be, be good, awesome. right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Be he's a, your grandson. Hey, no, I mean, you know, <laughs> definitely. I'm all I about just... making a dollar. Let's do yeah, this. You know, yeah, we got to, yeah. we got to do shirts. What will Donnie yeah. do? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Donnie doesn't go. race unless he's competitive, so <laughs> he's gonna he's got to get in shape. All so. right, we got March. One of the okay. races in March. We're yeah. putting this down. That'll All be right. good. All I right. have a question though. Yeah. When was the first time? I mean, we know the Speedway and all that. What year was it? And even when you're a kid, that you got on a bike and you just knew what the bike, as Maxine would say, 
the wind on your face. When did you just know you loved two wheels? You know what? Truthfully, um, I was probably six years old. Um, and I came, my family was into the livestock. So there was nobody riding motorcycles or bicycles or doing anything of that nature um, when I was growing up. And even to this day, I mean, I may have a couple uncles that ride motorcycles on the street. But we moved into this ranch, and my dad was a trainer and construction. We had this barn, this, and I remember it so vivid. The uh, hallway was probably 10 stalls, 15 stalls on each side. And it was probably half the distance or a distance of a football field. I, it seemed like forever, but I, uh, there was a girl's bicycle leaning up against the barn. And I told my dad I wanted to try to ride it. Now, mind you, they weren't, uh, he said, go ahead. And, and I couldn't sit on the seat. And I threw my leg through that thing, and I got on it, and I pedaled to the full length of the barn. And I thought that was the greatest thing. You know, it was, it was, I think it was more of a, a kinetic balance. I think it wasn't just like the love of two wheels. It, it is two wheels, but it was the kinetic balance of having that. And, and you can see that in all the kids that ride bikes. When they catch that feeling of the balance bike or whatever they're doing, pedaling without their training wheels the first time, it's a kinetic balance that you get hooked with. And I think even pro motocross riders or speedway riders or professional bicycle riders, I think that is like a tattletale sign is that kinetic just hooks you like a drug and you, you, you're on it. And from that point, you don't really stop. And from that point, I really haven't. I mean, I've been riding bicycles and motorcycles for most of my life. Um, competitive most of my life. Yeah, the last couple of years, I mean, we go out, but a group ride is competitive. I don't care who you are. Everybody's trying to run up the hill or chase down the hill. And, you know, so regardless, you're between the tapes, you're yeah. still, as an old athlete or a new athlete, you, you still got some juices that say, no, nah, I don't let those little guys. You know, and I, I do that. I mean, even when you see kids think they're going to beat you down the hill and they're like, holy crap, you know. And what was your first bike? My first bike? Um, it was a Stingray, and I think it was a... Not this was, one next to us? Yeah, that, that was probably my second bike. We're looking at a 1968 Schwinn Stingray built into a monoshock in 1974 by Scott Smith. Yep, hanging and here in a shop. And, yep, That's an XR75 shock, and yes, I still have that bike. Um, Yamaha came out with their full suspension. I was racing some BMX races um, out at Box Springs Canyon behind the 4-H club that we belonged to because I showed livestock growing up. So that's something people didn't know that I just showed. No, I didn't I know that. I was I, intrigued by that. Yeah. So, um, and that's where I, I got my money to do this disciplines was buying and selling livestock as a kid. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, then you take on odd jobs as you get older. But, uh, yeah, it was a, a Stingray bike of something that my brother and I both got one, one Christmas. We were probably nine at the time. It was brand-new bikes that we'd never seen, had 
sissy bars with a back pad and we used to take the rope and rope, rope each other off the back of the bikes to see if you could catch them going down the street so <laughs> we we did a lot of crazy things growing up but yeah the bmx bike that you're seeing hanging beside us here that the folks on the radio so did you race see. bmx first i did i did race some bmx races oh well I think I was doing both. You know, I think BMX didn't come in till early 70s. We were already racing motorcycles at the time. Mm -hmm. um, but I think when Yamaha did their full suspension bike back in 74 is when we kind of said, hey, let's try this. And even though we were racing the mini bikes and stuff like that, um, there was, we were, I helped start the BMX track, which I wished I had pictures behind the uh, Harupa Junior High uh, middle school now, but there was a track where the YMCA is and the skate park was a physical BMX track. And I'm sure there's pictures at the school somewhere and the archives are in boxes at the district or something, but I wish I could get my hands because there'd be all the kids that we were there with shovels and tractors building this BMX track. It didn't have a long life at that time. And I think that's probably what steered me away from the BMX. I mean, I did box springs. I did Harupa Junior High behind there, and then what was the one out here off of Green River? What was that called? That was Corona. Well, there was Corona BMX, which was an infamous, you know, down the one with tower. the tall tower where you, where the announcers Cole Canyon. went. Cole Canyon. No, was that out. was over off of. Oh, sorry, that was, that was Green, Green River. Yeah. No, the one out here off of Ru by Rubido, out here off the sixty. He's the. Well, there was. We it was were behind the houses because I mean I used to announce there too. Rubido off the sixty. No, 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 I think. Well, yeah. there's You're always been. About no, where the jack-in-the-box is? No, that yeah. was cutting edge. Well, the, hmm. Union Street had a BMX track back in the early 90s. Yeah, they're, 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 um, the uh, snack bar was in one of those containers, you know, like off the trucks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then there was a tall tower. And Rivers, I had a call. Riverside BMX, There yes. you go. Yeah, so, so we I helped them start that. There was a, I used to announce a boys, there, yeah. boys program that the owner of the property was involved with. Uh, yeah, because the people lived right there. It's in their yard. Like, yeah, it was, yeah. It was a, he was a a counselor at one of the boy homes and oh, okay. they was instrumental and we helped them build the track and that's get, awesome get yeah that he used going, to have so. them ra like ride their bikes and yeah. live there to keep them out of trouble and yeah, so exactly. then he would open it three nights a week to practice and it actually was aba practice and stuff yeah, so yeah. and then i used to go there and announce it wow stuff, that's so, real yeah. i didn't know you were there yeah. I, yeah we were we would sell parts and and stuff out of the that container on the yeah, side because one yeah. window was snack bar and the other one was yep. this so we I used was, to yeah. sell parts How out fun. of there yeah, I used to announce for Mike Redman at Cole Canyon, too. Oh, wow. so. Very cool. Oh, yeah. Not just So you. we got a famous announcer at oh, Southwood yeah. USA. Yeah, look at that. There yeah. we have no, it. I'm just stupid enough to take the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. If you can, if you can draw, draw an audience, then you capture it. Ah, that's fine. You know, you oh, that, gotta, that's one thing. Go ahead. Yeah, no, that's awesome because that's just what we've talked about so many times on the show, too, is about what – bikes lead us into and i mean you know helping out kids a, a, a guy who has a boy's home and the bikes are are a tool that you know you can use to help motivate m motivate and you know keep keep kids clean and i mean here you know donnie and i are still kids and it's still keeps us clean and safe for the most part and well, the thing yeah. is, it keeps you guys happy. You know, we talk about what a bikes do for you, you know, and you see what it done for your family. But then also you riding. Like, if you don't ride, I know you're just as crabby as the Simpson brothers. If, if You can <laughs> get. You can't. It, it's, it is. It's it your goes out. Down, it goes through that kinetic balance and that chemical dwarf in whether you're a runner or, you know, right. whatever. You just, 
you kind of feel like, wait a minute, I need to go do something. I need to get away, go ride my bike for a little bit or my motorcycle to rejuice the the thought. It's it's a drug. I mean, it's yeah. as much right. as you can say it, it's a drug. And what about you, Tanner? What what was your first memory of like you really like I want to do this? Cuz I mean, I seen you around the pits. I know you'd chase me on the little kids track <sighs> and knock me over, but we're good. That, I, who else no did hard I feelings. Chase? <laughs> Didn't I chase Buckle? Oh Joe yeah, you Buckle. chased Oh, you wanted to race Buckle so bad. John yeah. Buckle. Lala just put us both on this kids track. <laughs> so after we did the kids race here, you come up on your little blue 24 inch or 20, 20 inch bike inch. At the, and i was oh it's here and so i was laughing because you're like lala go get john buckle i want to race him because <laughs> that was the person right yeah. and so i remember that but what was your first i want to do this grandpa i want to i i love this to my memory probably racing four cross really yeah i really like and what what about cross. it i i don't know it was like to me it was like downhill so it was like when I was younger, four cross was equivalent to like me racing downhill. Now I don't know, just some something about the adrenaline. Yeah, it's hard to beat head to head racing, oh, and yeah. that's that's one of the things I love about cross country. Honestly, yeah, is because you're out there on the course with with the guys. You know, it's not just you against the clock. It's you know, you got to beat people, right? Straight up. <laughs> now, so. and and that's that was what was funny because that was always the hard part with slalom and four crosses. You had half the group that were like, okay, let's battle together. And the other half said, don't touch me. I don't want to get knocked down because yeah. i got to go to work tomorrow. <clears throat> so, you know, it, it I didn't varies. like walking up the hill to the far cross. I was yeah. good if, like, you had a tow rope, well, like a conveyor belt so we can step on it and just go. Those magic carpets. Dude. Yeah. For the snowboarders. Yeah. Yeah. No, just give me, like, the what they do the dirt off of, you know? <clears throat> like, just reverse it up. Like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just take for, it to the Four cross is always funny because I, whenever I raced it, I raced all the X. BMX pros. Yeah, exactly. And I never raced BMX. I had never raced. Oh. I had never done a start gate other than motocross. Okay. And so I would just sit there and like let all of them get the <laughs> gate. And I would just drop inside on the first corner and hope that I could take all of them out. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's, yeah. I think that's the. Uh, I, that I never the, stood a chance of, that wasn't of the getting Miranda off the gate. I mean, there's no way. Yeah. You know? yeah. No, know. there's definitely, you know, some disciplines that favored the gate more than yeah. others so and if you didn't have that gate other than you know being a motocross rider yeah you the gate that you're not sprinting out of the gate you're no right. throttle, you throttle. Off you i can do i can drop the clutch and yeah, twist the throttle yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly that's the scary part you're willing to take them out in the corner oh, i'm like yeah. i'm like what. here you guys can go don't even put on your blinkers we're uh, good you know the best <laughs> the best scenario as far as on the gate and in the corner is four breasts with no brakes on alcohol burning speedway bike yeah going to the first turn oh with yeah those guys Oh yeah, and, and if you guys don't know, everybody's it, holding their own line because you well, can remember hurt speed, really bad. Speedway has um, no brakes for those of you guys who don't know. So it's circle track, no brakes. You turn opposite direction to make your turn in this, and you have your left foot down with a skid plate on your boot because heavens forbid you don't have a skid plate, your boot will snag and you're done. But when you take everyone out, you actually have to have a clip around your wrist to kill your motor. Because the bikes, those west we should have, we should have, uh, <laughs> we should have kind of premised this whole show with that because this is what Donnie started in, right? And so we're like, this kind of would have laid the groundwork for like, well, these crazy ideas and stuff. Let me let me 
take you back to where he started. And <laughs> I don't, he started off crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mom, Dad's yeah, telling you to go. Everything's to call. been pretty mellow since those days. Yeah, here we're doing livestock, <laughs> but no, he's like, well, I'm going to the speedway track, yeah. right? We did, did you like host a Mesa back in the day? Yeah, we did. It. We actually we were racing six nights a week back in like '84, '85. Oh, yeah. So you did we, flat track too? Um, no, I didn't do any flat track. Just uh, came off a of motocross and had a an injury that kind of found somebody that had a speedway bike and we just started talking and the neighbor had a big backyard and I talked him in to let me build a track and I tried it a little bit and I said yeah let's go race this thing so that's kind of uh the Hicks has lived around the corner from me growing up yeah but uh like I said I came from motocross I worked for Yamaha Motor Corporation for 10 years and I don't know I just when I saw the sport you know, I just said I wanted to try it. I just, I, that's the only thing I can say is I wanted to try it. So When gave, was the last time you were on one? Oh, it's been probably decades since I threw my leg. Wow. Though I've gone and watched, and yeah, there's times that I find myself going, ah, I'd like to go to a practice track and just throw my leg over it and just see if I can spin Do you go back to bit. industry and watch at all? You know what, I haven't. And, you know, I used to race Kelly Inman, who puts those races on. So, yeah. you know, and then. Have, uh, we have Inman's uh, original leathers. So like, and Gary Hicks, who you're talking about, I know all them like, so, because I have a lot of the bikes too. Um, my husband collects them, but, um, so I, I was always in that. Like I went Costa Mesa, I'd done did, industry. Wait, so. did you announce there too? No, no. Okay. Actually, 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 Gary, Gary um, Hicks uh, would announce or, um, and then Terry, Terry, Terry Clanton does Terry all Clanton that. Does and all I used to race that. with Terry back in the eighties. That's, yep. that's how I met Terry. That's awesome. But the, photogra- the photographer, had, they had one like, Scott Delosio. Yeah. So no, the one that was out of Pasadena. Um, I'm not sure. Scott Delosio's got a lot of photos. I'll see sometimes pop up. Somebody else call me and say, "Hey, it's on." Facebook. Yeah, he was my hubcap Annie guy in um, yeah, in Pasadena, sure. but he was always out at the track as well. And it's so funny, like because just you see all these memories. Same thing, like what we got going, but. Speedway's crazy. I oh, rode, yeah. I rode one it's once, a lot of fun. and that was it's it. A lot I was of fun. good. The spectators were the were the best. I mean, they were standing at the wall with plexiglass over their face to watch the guys go around throwing rocks and dirt at yeah. them. Yeah, I grew but, up uh, going to Irwindale Speedway, the original Irwindale. Gotcha. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit, back in the eighties, seventies, eighties, eighty four, eighty somewhere in there. But eighty four, eighty five, we were racing Tuesdays in Ventura. Wednesdays at Orange County in San Bernardino, Thursdays at Ascot, which was the J.C. Agagenian, and then uh, Fridays at Costa Mesa, Saturday in Victorville, and Sunday down at uh, Carlsbad, the uh, STP brothers uh, were throwing on the speedway races down there, so we were traveling six nights a week. You went through more gas in your vehicle because oh. those 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 vans. Did you have one of the vans. Or <laughs> yeah. The no, I had a, I had a little truck that we'd throw everything in, and and it was funny because I would take my bike to work, or I'd leave everything loaded because I couldn't get it unloaded, and they'd open up the back of the race department, power wash my bike, flip the tire, change the gear, get it ready for the next race that I was going to, because all the tracks had different gearing and different different type terrain oh your leather must have smelled you know what it's funny (laughs) you said that my leathers my original leathers i had by themselves i had lance i had uh lance leathers which were not as nylon suit um but my first set of leathers like 84 um njk so njk before they were njk made my first leathers 
and they're hanging in his museum down there in his shop. Nice. I had the very first pair they ever made, and I donated them back to the museum uh, when I found it. He was looking for stuff to put in his shop. But Kelsey, Kelsey yep. Gordon. Yep. So NJK, do you know what that stands for? Nope. I do. <laughs> well, here we go. He does. No, seriously. What does it stand for? It, it's actually the, it the three names, uh, Natalie, John, and Kelsey. Kelsey. There you go. Yep. So uh, Natalie was his mom, who was the seamstress to start. And then uh, his dad, John, and then And then there Kelsey. was also Vera. Le was it Vera? Vera, Vera, Vera was actually out here. She yeah. was going to make a set for so me. So if you needed leathers, those were the two. Yeah. Two. And Kelsey didn't want to do leathers in the beginning. It was his, it was mom and his um, sister doing them. And then he got into it. And then, yeah. yeah. Yep. So, but nice. mom always did the, their, the It's always a family it. affair. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so small world on all that. All right. Back to, there's your two wheels and Donnie, Donnie. <laughs> two wheel addiction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Two wheel And you addiction. haven't gone out and tried that, Tanner? Yeah, no. tell him to take you to no. that one. I'm not that crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you know, it just, I don't think it's crazy. It's just, you know, if, you, if you focus on something and you're serious about trying it, you know, just put the effort in and, and get the knowledge that it takes to go try it. I mean, well, believe it or not, people think downhill. What we do is I crazy. enjoy having breaks. <laughs> <laughs> I use mine, and they'll ask me if I'm using mine, and they're squealing as we're coming down. No, I'm not using them. They're, <laughs> yeah, they're, okay. getting, they're getting all red hot. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know, or my pictures of squeezing and I'm flying <laughs> off, and, yeah, it's, it's all good. Did you touch your brakes? No. You know. So Time tells a completely different story. Pictures. P people who take pictures and snitch on you? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> That's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Tanner, in all your uh, riding, so besides racing at Fontana and stuff, what, what's some of your favorite trails that you've ever had the opportunity to ride or maybe a bike park or something like that? I really like Mammoth. Yeah? Man, I think Mammoth has some really dope trails. What's your favorite trail there? Um. We do this, like, really long loop. I think it's, like, off the top, and then we go loop down to, like, Kamikaze, and I think it's, like, White Park or something like that. Yeah. Or to Seven Bridges. and Yeah. Or, yeah, there's that one. We get off at the middle gondola and go yeah. out towards Seven There's just so many good trails out That's there. That's cool. Yeah. And you, it's, it's you, all the dirt is so completely different. It's way different, right? I've, oh. always, I've always thought so. Well, a couple things. One is – if you're a good racer at Fontana, you can generally be a good racer just about anywhere. Yeah. One is because when it when it's not those primo conditions that we were talking about earlier, when it's just the sand and you know blown like out broken, corners yeah, and broken up dirt and, yep. and stuff like that. Like if you learn to ride well in that, and then plus the fitness that it takes when the wall's there. So if you can learn to race well there, and if you can ride Mammoth well, you don't need necessarily race Mammoth well, but if you can ride Mammoth well, you can pretty much go just about any i mean mud mud and roots definitely play a different yeah the back role east it, the back east riders always have that favorable but um but yeah if you have if you have those two down and that's something that we have kind of the opportunity to do in southern california that not everyone does so and like mammoth dirt's so like undescribable yeah well it's always changing right well it's, it's just always the changing pumice and, and it's, it's always like pushing it's like out kitty litter almost yeah yeah that's exactly why I don't ride it. I don't like that loose trail. <laughs> well, there's you either knife it or you try to get on top. And sometimes yeah. you don't always get on top, but you have to move 
in order to make it work. Well, and see, there's my problem. Remember the whole break things we were just talking about? <laughs> I like my breaks, so then I go slow and we'll take it them doesn't work. Yeah. That's not a problem. Well, <laughs> Eric Carter said when we were up in Whistler, he's just going to put oil on my on my rotors. There you go. It just works, right? Down. There you yeah, go. no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch my bike. That's not a good mechanic skill right there. <laughs> so, um, 31st year putting on races. Um, how many, how many races this winter series? Six. Six races every other weekend starting Correct. this weekend. Every, every two weeks. We start the second weekend in January. We've done that for 29 years. Of course, you have other promoters putting their events on now on top of ours, which we greatly appreciate. So, yeah. you know, the respect is there. So we just hope everybody has a good time and, you know, go racing. But that's been our motto is the second weekend in January and then every two weeks, for the winter series that should get everybody ready to go race nationals or events that they are showcasing, whether it's a sea otter or, you know, the gravity series or cross country series. Yeah. And you've got a couple other events planned for the year. We do. Um, you know, this whole pandemic thing has really made it hard for vendors or venues to, uh, locked down yeah. um and i feel it's it's so hard for me to to try to announce different venues when i can't get a solid yeah venue in the in the markings and and you know you try to put your schedules together a year in advance so people know that it's happening and they can kind of plan for it but uh you know we were at woodward before COVID hit we were at you know, working with Snow Valley and Mountain High, we did some stuff at Snow Valley this year or last year, 2021. But, uh, you know, they're still struggling with their bike park, trying to get it up and operate. I mean, it's up and operational, don't get me wrong. They, they've got a venue. Um, they just need to create the network of trails to, yeah. uh, to help them. Um, I really, you know, Mountain High was always my favorite mountain back in the 90s when we were hosting events. Um, they've got the best terrain, um, and going back to talking about special events, I was the first person to put on the battle cross, which was like four cross, yeah. but it was called battle cross and it was four riders at a time. And it was a team, team type tactic thing, like the arena mountain cross mm -hmm. sometimes. So back, uh, in the 90s, you know, we did this thing called Battle Cross at Mountain High. It was longer than a slalom or a four cross, but it was a downhill with four riders. Yeah. We should do that in downhill after after everyone goes. Well, it's kind of based off of the kamikaze almost, but it was four riders instead of two. But do a team ride after team race after the the things go the beginners go, and then whoever wants to like a four-man team and combine their their times and see angel who wins. fire did that i think yeah they, i seen I something think, bruce yeah. klein did that that would be fun seen on something page. you can add to your thing like yeah you know do Just a one more thing to try yeah why not yeah well, exactly I, I, <laughs> you have an no, announcer I do. Well, because I'm do. going first. <laughs> Don't put me on anyone's team because you know. No, but you can even have people set up midway, like do, you know, that way. Like or a you relay could, race. Yeah, like That'd a relay cool. on the DH. Yeah. That would be fun. No, the, the battle cross. Don't say no starting I off. I didn't say anything. Okay, I'm just I'd making sure you're I never say no. There's no negativity regardless <laughs> of what's being said. Um, no, I think like the, the battle cross was, was something even like the arena mountain cross that um, we we used to do in Speedway was team racing. So you'd have two teammates 
on the line with another team, two teammates, and you would rack up the points. And so if you were leading and your guy was setting in third, you had to kind of play chicken with the guy in second place so you could build up more, you know, the less points trying to get your guy into first, you would end up taking second if you well, that's cool. if you push back. So there was really that's kind of what Arena Mountain Cross was going to take off to be. Um, was a team race as well as an individual race. And so uh, with team tactics, you can't just go out there and try to win the race, which, yeah, gives you the lowest points. But if your guy gets fourth place, now you got five and the two guys that were against you have five. So it, it became a mathematical problem yeah. that you had to figure out in the pits. Look, you get the whole shot. If I'm not in second, you're going to have to – you know, set it up. Well, then if third sees what's going on, then third can get around the outside, you know, like four cross. But I think, you know, the team race would been, you know, doing team tactics where riders of two yeah. would set up their own team and of equal ability and then go out and try to win the race or try to set up so they get the, the fewest points to win the race overall. Yeah. And and uh, in all this, you, you talk about – you know, just the whole camaraderie, family, racing aspect. You've had some longtime sponsors of your of your thing. I know ODI being one of those. Yeah, ODI has been with me for 20, almost, I think we hooked up in 95, so 30. Hooked up, is that like kissing? Yes. <laughs> okay, just making sure, like, we got the right it's, thing going it's on the here. bro love. No, <laughs> you know what? Yeah, there's been quite a few different companies that have been with us for over 25 plus years and ODI has always been you know one in our corner um, from the get-go in fact we were the first ones to put together a regional national team that wasn't I don't want to say factory because ODI makes product so they are a factory we were we were racing regardless if I had the shop so that's where the the races came in as Southridge USA and uh when ODI approached me, he was talking about the dollars he was having to spend on, you know, a, a Scott or a Diamondback or whoever, Yeti. I'm like, you're paying him that much money? In my eyes, I was like, why don't you do your own team? Why would you spend that kind of money when you could have – the joke was is if you paid him 30000 you got a belly button size logo, you know, and you're like, wait, 30000 if you're paying them that to get a belly button, why don't you just do the chest for the 30000 And it was kind of an in-running joke. So instead of getting the belly button logo, why don't you just get the chest logo? And so when he talked about sponsoring the team, we did the season, you know, just racing the, the nationals as, as a regional type Southridge USA team. And I said, why don't you come in as a title sponsor and we just do the ODI Southridge? And so that's how it, that, that formed. And then from there, we went into just racing the nationals, um, had elite riders, you know, for on the downhill. We couldn't couldn't put cross country. Those guys were already booked, most of them. So there was back in the early 90s, they used to do pro and then they had a semi pro class, which were riders that weren't quite pro, but working their way past the experts. So they created a, a different division. So you could pick up a semi-pro rider leading into the pro categories, you know, for the next season, had some time under their belts. And so that's what I did is I picked up, you know, seasonal riders, but they weren't quite pro caliber until the second season in or something like that. But um, No, but it's awesome. that That's another Southern California business 
that yeah. supports what, what oh, goes on out here. And, and they still, to this day, they support athletes, they support teams. Um, and then, of course, anybody that uh, knows ODI, you know, when they came out with the lock-on grip, um, we were instrumental in facilitating that. I didn't invent the grip, but I helped facilitate it. Uh, one year at Sea Otter, it was raining, everybody's grips were falling off, and we started helping pros get lock-on grips put on their bikes, and the rest is history. Mm -hmm. So that's where the lock-on grip is, where we just were going around, and I just started taking care of the pro riders. I think we probably won more nationals through the 90s than any other component company out there, period. I mean... You had the SRAM and Shimano rivalry. You have, you know, the tire companies from IRC to, you know, Maxis to Kenda. Kenda and Kenda's yeah. been one of my, you know, sponsors for the races for 25-plus years. Yeah. Love Roger. So, we always say we love well, Roger. Yeah. Roger. Roger, even before Rogers. I mean, yeah. you, have, I know. you got, you know, Jim Wanamaker, who was instrumental in a lot of product development and had the Tomac tire, you know. Right. And now you got the Gwinnie stuff happening. So, right. You know, they, they've always listened to athletes. But, uh, yeah, so that's kind of where the lock-on grip got started. It wasn't for – it was a more of a mechanic, you know. They were worried that the consumer wasn't going to buy into a $30 pair of grips. And right. I'm like, it's not for the consumer. It's not even for the racer. It's for the mechanic that's got to change the bent handlebars or bent levers. <laughs> put, right. Put the grips in. That's what yeah. I – that's how I approached it. Makes it, it easier. You know. Yeah, it's an athlete product because they have to have the right feel to their hands. But it was for the mechanics more than anything. It was like change that grip out, put the new handlebars on, put the new levers on, and you put the grips back on where the rider had them. So there's no like, oh, turn it a little bit. I need – I need the waffles in this position. Yeah. So, and that's kind of where the lock-on grip happened. And for years, that's how we pushed it. And now it's a consumer, and it's probably the widest knocked-off grip in the world. You right. know, there it's isn't there. anybody. You have, them on, you have them on your wall here. Yeah, got a display right here on the counter <laughs> exactly. from ODI. So, yep. yeah, no, we love ODI. And, you know, Dave Grimes, the owner, and Kobe Young, who runs the show, and they've all been definitely. Know, supportive. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, well. We got, I think we could do another one with Donnie. Oh, for sure. I think, <laughs> I, I, think, I think after the winter series, before the summer stuff After his off, race, we can, so we can talk yeah, about well, it yeah, in March. After, after we get Donnie out on the, on the race course again, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have him back. Tanner, yeah. you have any final thoughts for us? No, it was a pleasure. Thanks for having us. Awesome. Donnie? Thank you. No, I, I appreciate it. Best of, best of luck on everything and hope to see everybody out there for the winter series and have a good time. Get yourself ready to tackle the – the Nationals. Well, we have this weekend, um, the 8th and 9th are the races, and he also, um, maybe you can say this real quick, Joe, we can plug your, you can be a uh, member. Yeah. Go you, ahead. The members, you don't have to be a member to come race Southridge. We've never, never believed in forcing somebody to join a club or organization to go racing, and that was kind of what happened to Norba back in the day, which is USA Cycling now. Um What's the benefit of becoming a member? You know what? We try to reward the riders. We, we have a little packet. You know, you buy your membership. You're getting a box number plate, ODI grips. You're getting a T-shirt. Uh, you get a discount off of all your entries. So you pay yourself back in a roundabout way of just being. And then at the end of the year, all our platinum sponsors, I mean, there's from ODI and Box and Kenda and uh, KMC and 
you know, I know I'm going to forget a bunch Troy of people. Lee. SDG, Troy Lee. Troy's been with me for 25-plus years. He, you know, and I've known Troy back, you know, when he first started. So we had some mutual friends back in high school. So, you know, there's a whole bunch of them. Uh, Sun Ringley, uh, Hayes Brakes, um, SDG Saddles, you know, back when they started. Um, and it, it's always been that family affair that you call the, and know the personal owner to say, hey, I got this crazy idea. Are you on board? And so the plat, you know, that whole setup for being a member is rewarding the riders back. So at the end of the year, we give probably close to thirty, forty thousand dollars worth of product. We give a motorcycle away from Malcolm Smith Motorsports. Yep. We have championship jerseys for all the uh, class winners in their divisions. So we recognize that, you know, with a with a plaque and a custom jersey that's, uh, you know, for the rider. Um, of course, we weren't able to do it in 2020 with COVID, right. but we came back for 2021. And of course, knock on wood, we were almost shut down for the COVID restrictions back in the beginning of last year. It doesn't look like we're going to have a problem this year, but let's cross our fingers that city doesn't, you know, pull right. the pull yeah. the pin on us. But yeah. For the most part, yeah. So no, you get a just, discount on the thing. How much is um, how much is racing? You know, racing is still the same for the last ten years. Fifty bucks to go race. Um, membership is fifty dollars. You don't have to join. It doesn't change anything. Um, you still get five deep with the awards. We still acknowledge that versus three deep for everybody else. All right, cool. Um, you know, so it's still a great place for kids to come on. We'd love to start getting. A, we're working on a pump track from the city out there, so we're hoping we can have some kids races over the pump track. I can't disturb the dirt right now because there's some litigation on a dog park, and so we're just kind of waiting until all these chips stop falling over and we can go forward with our projects. But everybody's on board. The city is great. The city of Fontana has been 100% behind us on everything we do and what we want to do. and. Like I said, 31 years, uh, you know, we're happy to still be able to do it. Okay, after 31 years, how long you had your mustache like that? Let's talk about the mustache and the jean uh, shorts. Since I was 19, 20. Never oh, there shaved, you go. And one year, one year, our team actually grew mustaches to go to the ceremony. <laughs> and I have a picture of that. we got to put that picture up. Everyone matched Donnie's mustache. Yeah. Well, there the, you go. The Fu Man's been on. I don't think anybody's <laughs> ever seen me other than my wife without it. So yeah. There we go. Unless you've been to high school. <laughs> and it was peach for us. So. All right. And so, um, Southridge, I know you guys are on Facebook and everything. Um, Brittany, or sorry, um, Amber puts out stuff on that yep, for you guys. And we're on Instagram, Southridge uh, underscore USA. Um, check, check them out, you guys. They're, I mean, if you're even thinking about going and trying anything, I'll tell you it's the place to go. Um, you get your difficult levels. Your, you want to say your easy levels, but it's not off-camber, ruts, all the stuff you got to learn to practice and go. And it's then out the, there. as they call it, the Donnie Corners, the off-camber. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll tell walk you what, those. You, learn, you learn those corners, you can master it all. And, exactly. In the winter series, it's always fun to come out and see all the, the especially the local World Cup racers come out. They're kind of testing the water, see yep. where they're at. Against well, that and they're doing the product evaluation. So you yeah. see yeah. them out there doing so. suspension checking. and So com it. come out, enjoy the races, enjoy time with your family, and support uh, local racing. That's what it's all about here. We appreciate it. Definitely. Wow. I want to see and the local races return back to like it was like 2013 when the yeah. courses were aligned. 
Yeah, we'll That'd be cool to see again. Well, there you go. We'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll what see. We got to just stick it out with the sport. That's it. Yeah. You know, that's the bottom line. It was it was never about how many riders or racers we get for me to do it. Right. If if I if everybody a successful event, and I'm sure any promoter will tell you this, everybody gets in their car and they go home. Yeah. That's a success. When I have no injuries, I have no problems, I have no hiccups, and everybody gets in their car and they go home and they had a good time, you know, you got, exactly. you know, that's a successful event. So that's kind of my philosophy on the events. Yeah. Awesome. And on that, he did mention Kenda, yep. who uh, is one of our sponsors of the podcast also. Um, you can go to Kenda.com. And any of their bicycle products, type in Huck and Ride 30, H-U-C-K-N-R-I-D-E 30, and get 30% off anything on the Kenda bicycle side of it, um, from your little 12-inch all the way up, whatever you need, as long as it's in stock because of these days and times right now. Yeah. But definitely, you're able to get it on there with that discount code. Use it. That supports us as well. Thanks for letting us um, tune into your guys's radio wherever you're listening on this. Remember, give us a, a high five, a review back, because that just keeps us floating to the top. And remember, we're doing this because we we all have the same passion. It's our two wheels on the dirt, ground, whatever we're doing, as long as we're not taking dirt naps, because I've done a few of those. But remember, no matter where life's trail takes you, no matter what you do in life, keep, keep the, the rubber, rubber side, side down. down.